What's up, fam? Before we get into this banger interview with Chris Pirate, I just want to ask and plead and beg of you to please, if you are enjoying any of my content in any way, especially this podcast, could you please go live a like, comment, a review, whatever, show some love. I would really appreciate it so we can climb these Apple charts or just the podcast charts in general. Or, you know, maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe just share it with a friend, a photographer friend, an artist friend, a designer friend, anyone who might find value. I'll take either or, and I would greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah, it would mean a lot. So, guys, please enjoy this episode, this interview with Chris Pirate. Uh, he drops so many knowledge bombs, and uh, just hearing his story is is really interesting, inspiring, uh, and he's got a lot of good things to say. And this is probably one of my long, actually not probably, this is my longest interview yet. It, I think it's like an hour and 50 minutes, so sit back, strap in, um, and just enjoy. And if you want, you can watch the video form at home uh, whenever you want. It's on my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash the Bruce Allen. Okay, enough plugging. Enjoy. Yeah, man. Chai You're tea. a tea drinker? Yeah. You want that coffee? I do, man, but you know what? Um, I get caffeine headaches on that shit. It's a little too hard for me. So like it's so hard that like my body gets used to it, and then if I don't, I get a headache. So I'm trying to like wean off of the tea. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Try and bring that mic a little closer. No, just just bring the mic. I'm not gonna make cool, you. Cool. You seem like you like you're chiller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. How about that? Perfect. Cool. cool. Yeah, you're all good. Uh, yeah, man. Nice. Dude, I'm like a coffee addict, man. It's like five in the day, and I'm still fucking drinking coffee, dude. Like, what if you stop? Do you get a headache? I'm 100% addicted. Okay. Like, <laughs> so you you're not even gonna find out. Huh? You're never gonna find out. Oh, I don't want to find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm like, even I'm so healthy that I'll give and I'll still put sugar in my coffee. Like, that's just like the one thing I don't ever want to mm, just give up. I feel you. <laughs> but anyways, guys, welcome back to That's the Angle, and I am joined here with Chris Pyrite. Uh, he is a local DC artist, or not? Not even local. You're from DC, right? Yeah, originally from DC. Yep. Are you living here now? Um, kinda. Right. Um, kinda. Uh, I'm I'm in between. I'm typically in between. And by the way, it's pirate. Oh, you know, I I thought about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Pirate, not pyrite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I never correct it, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess since we're on a podcast, right? You sure, know what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah. For those that wonder, it's, it's just spelled funny because it has a Y. I was say, why did you put an A in there? Nah. Oh, uh, you mean P Y? Because that's how you spell pirate. You know, it's still is it's R A T E. Yep. I'm sorry, I should have looked at that more. No, but everybody does it, you know? Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh but uh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm originally from, from DC, born in DC, raised kinda like in between DC, um like PG to New Mexico and uh, uh LA. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I spoke to you at the um the pop up we had over here the other day and I knew about you before then. Even before I knew you knew Reef, I had seen your art. I had seen it. It's very iconic. It's very uh, unique. And um, so it was, just, it was just really dope to meet you. And then you were, you were like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm between here, L.A. and New York. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, this, this man's actually doing it. Yeah, well, well not L.A. I, was, I, I lived in L.A. for a, a part of my high school. But um, mm. it's New Mexico, which, I mean, oh, shit, my Miami, right? Ah. Which to me is like the East Coast L.A., mm-hmm. right? So um, that's how I see it, mm-hmm. and so that's like where you are actually living. Um, so last place I had a long term residency, right, was Miami. Mm-hmm. 
um, I had a I actually eventually opened a store and had a apartment right behind it. Oh, dope! So yeah, up. it was fire, bro. But uh, because it was a place that I didn't really have much of a base in yet. Like if I had that set up here, knowing all the people I know, mm-hmm. that place would be fucking crazy. I would never yeah. be able to close it. Like I closed it there because um. I like I kind of did that on a whim. I just needed a studio, and I was moving out of a bigger house I had. Mm-hmm. So um, I was downsizing. So I went to like a studio apartment. I needed a studio too. Yeah. So there was a storefront in front of it. So I rented Perfect. that. Yeah. So, but like the the landlord ended up asking me to open it because he's like, basically what happened is I got sucked into a gentrification project and like became a mural direct a mural uh director and art director. Yeah. And you were just trying to find somewhere to operate at. Exactly. Of. He's like, open that thing, man. We we've been waiting for an artist like you. you know oh I mean? yeah. my god. Like, all this pressure. That is dope. It's like dope cheap rent. And you're like, oh wait, what? I got to actually be a storefront. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Like, the thing is, it was so much pressure. And if I had resources like I have here or even New York, mm-hmm. just knowing so many creatives, right, I would have been able to, like, do so much with that space. But, yeah. like, I was put into a position. And I, what I've learned um, as being a creative, especially if you're going to be an art director or something like that, like, a lot comes down to community. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, I had no community at the time. Dude, it's so important. Right? Right? So I had none in Miami. but um, But... From that position, I kind of was forced to to get one. Mm-hmm. But uh, the pressure, I ended up having some other things happen, and the pressure just made made it burst. But um, now, now luckily, I still have that community in Miami. Yeah, because, I mean, a storefront's a lot of pressure. It's like the rent pressure, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I've never been in that situation, but I know that's the entire pressure, and especially if it's in Miami. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. It's like, mm-hmm. that shit ain't cheap, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You and know? I had two, you know, two rents, two waters, two electricities right by oh, each other. Yeah, yeah. How long did that last? Uh, eight months. Eight months. Hey, that's not a bad run, man. I'd have been done in like a month. Especially, you know, being that I didn't plan it. Exactly. Right? So, um, and I didn't even want it. So, like, uh, yeah, eight months is long, man. Yeah. And I and I could have gone longer. I just I chose to just cold turkey, just cut everything. Really? Everything. I even broke. I broke both my leases. I like. I I just changed. I wouldn't like. So you're like escaping Azkaban right now in DC. <laughs> you get you got you got dudes coming after you in Florida you know, or, or Miami right now. You know what's funny? Um, that was actually last. That was last. I want to say November. I did that it was September, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, I the first thing I did that was kind of like in my I don't know I don't know if you call it a rebrand or whatever, but yeah. my re my new direction. Yeah. The life was to do a mural um, here in D.C. for uh, Silver Springs for a store opening. So what I, I looked at everything, it was just like, I I think I'm supposed to be back closer to home. Really? Yeah. Like yeah. you had that gut while you were out there, that gut feeling? Well, you know, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I lost a couple people in my life, right? And mm-hmm. so um, around that time, it's like I lost a couple people. And the people in Miami who were like, this whole community of landlords and um, property owners and all this pressure that was on me because I became the art director um, of this project. And they kind of were insensitive to what was happening in my personal life. Dang. Yeah. Down to, and the problem was my landlord was also a, is also a, a gallery artist in the Miami scene. Which is why I kind of got sucked in that situation. Yeah. I was trying to get a place. He, and knew, and yeah, he knew. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, he knew. So... But he's also the guy who put together 
the gentrification project. Oh. So it's like when I would go back to my spot, which my house is right behind it, he's also the landlord to the apartment. Oh, my God. I couldn't escape it, bro. Dang. Yeah, so it was like I I had Monday, we had meetings every Monday. Then, like, I would, then he would come and have, like, a second meeting with me personally. Then when I'm supposed to be paying, then he Do you feel like he was, like, using you or something? Like, like. I mean, and not even giving you a fat discount on the rent, like you know, and that's that's the problem, right? And so, like, you know, and eventually, you know your worth, right? Eventually, mm-hmm. I started to play the game. I knew, I knew my worth, and I'm like, this guy's, you're not gonna ask me of so much, you know, and then and then think I'm just gonna like mend on all, all fronts. So, uh, but that's when you know when it got to a point where he wasn't receptive. He would bend, I would bend, bend, bend. You know, we both wanted things from each other, but when it got to a point where like I had lost. Someone to actual death, right? And then was it, like, was it family? Do you want me yeah, to ask? Yeah, yeah. It's it's to be it's my grandfather who was like taught me how to drive, taught me how to do everything. You know what was I mean? He, um, like your father figure? He was pretty much like you know. Um, when I went to the West Coast, I lived with my actual father's family. But um, when I was in the East Coast, he's you know he's uh he's my basically my father figure. So, um, and it wasn't just losing him. To really, what it was was that. I was so far away when I lost him, right? Mm-hmm. And um you can't even yeah, you don't have that moment. And 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 he was when I found out he was passing or sick on Instagram. What? Yeah. How so, does no one tell you? Bro, you know, it's one of those things where like I wasn't the most uh how I say I wasn't the most straight and narrow kid. Yeah. Right. So most of our, our my relationship with my grandfather bonding was like when I was like suspended and stuff and my mom was like, Yo, you you you're spending like suspension with your granddad, thinking yeah. it's punishment. And like he taught me how to play pool. He taught me so much stuff about life. He would take me on his daily routine, you know. Try to be a man the way we're like, yeah. Man, teach you play pool, that's a man shit. And he's like has me driving his caddy, you know what I mean? When I'm yeah. not supposed to be driving and stuff like that. So like uh like so what I'm getting at is nobody knew how close we were. Mm. Nobody was ever around. You see what I mean? And the only person who knew how, how close we were, I lost her from how I reacted to it all. Oh, yeah, man, so, dang. Yeah, bro. It, times it was, like that are just rough because you just, it's hard to know how to operate because you're so emotionally unstable. And like, I've been at those places mm-hmm. and it's like the center, this thing that you really cared about. And sometimes you might not even know how much you cared until it's gone. 100%. And when you're in a place that's so far away from home, it's like you're just so disconnected and all you want to do is be there. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. one. And then, you know, and I, the thing is, I tried to go, mm-hmm. but I had two rents, two electrics, two waters. Oh, shit. Right? So what do you do? It's and like... I'm not opening the store because I'm going through a lot. I kind of turn, I will close it like a certain amount of days a week mm-hmm. and it would be a studio for me, mm-hmm. right? Studio days and then the store days. And uh, I, I shut down on the opening, right? So um, also, I'm just spending money at this point. <laughs> and then I'm trying to spend money on the plane ticket. Last minute. And, um, it's just a lot. You're pulling from every direction. And, bro, you don't know how many things. I had an opportunity to be a part of a coach campaign. What? right? That I didn't give a shit about, bro. I can I curse? Oh, dude, you can say the fuck you want, okay, man. Okay, cool, cool. Shit, fuck them. Hell yeah, that. man. You can get it all out, bro. <laughs> it's like the Radio 7 Deadly Things. It's like shit, damn, fuck, cunt, pussy. It, it, I just said I'm almost ready. I mean, anyways. You know, yeah, but... um, about this coach campaign? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, no. Basically, uh... I didn't even care about it, bro. Right? I only cared about it because I found I was in New York. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I can go home. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Home. And so, like, I was, like, 
They favored me and everything, but the problem is they needed a New York-based artist. Oh. And everybody had known me as being a New York-based. Because before I went to Miami, I was in Brooklyn for like six years. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, so yeah. um, the model agency, I was booked through a modeling agency even though I wasn't a model, right? It yeah. was more about, you know, they, they get the castings. Just connection. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, we know an artist. Exactly. So, um, and, you know, they wanted me and everything like that. But what happened was there's an article written in, written in the Miami New Times about this Brooklyn artist moved to Miami and opened a store. Oh, shit. And, like, when you Google me at the time, that's yeah. the first thing that popped up. So I'm, like, oh. I'm talking to the modeling agency. We're, like, use my boy's studio address in, 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 uh, in um, the Bronx. And this. We're just figuring it out how to, like, and, like. We're how to just, just how to finesse at this point. You want that? Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, we're yeah. trying to, like, because they want it, too, because that's how they get paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't have another artist. They're modeling agency. They just knew me. But they just needed someone from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, and they know me. You know what I mean? So it's, like. Oh, Chris, like, and they get paid if I get booked and they don't have a second option, right? So, Dang. like, um, then they really wanted me, right? Yeah. The problem, so, you know, long story short, I didn't care about it. It's wild because I look back and I'm like, yo, that was a coach campaign. At the time, it was a ticket close to the home. I mean, for someone like me, I look at it just as it's a coach campaign. But when you're going through that, you're <laughs> like, no, that's just the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, and I had kind of promised all my people that, like, you know, that they were kind of, like, worried about me, right? Especially, I had a, you know, a special person that was really worried about me. And she kind of knew what it would take for me to get through it. And she was worried that I wasn't really dealing with it right. And um, because on my end, I'm like, I can't deal with it until I get up there. Yeah. Right? So, like, and he was still sick at this time. He oh. wasn't dead yet. So, oh, okay. So, um, I'm just like, yo, I got to get up there. So, I have, I'm like. You, you kind of know. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. And I knew that. If I didn't, I was self-destruct, bro. I knew it. Yeah, because you you know in those moments, it's like, all right, he's going. Mm-hmm. I got to get there. Mm-hmm. And and part of it was like, I need to see my family to to, to vent for me finding on, on Instagram. It was, a, it was a couple things. I need to see my grandfather. Facts. I need to be mad at my family in person. And then I need to see the significant other who knows how to make me feel better about it all. Mm. Right? So it was like, and I knew that, all right. How, my, my mind works. I, my, I think in patterns, bro. That's kind of like, you can really? see that through the artwork, right? Yeah, very much. So um, I kind of knew the pattern of like priority of this list I have to hit. And I knew that as time ticks, some of those become less possible. And I'm like, oh, like at the least, if it all fails, I got to go see this person because she'll at least make me yeah, feel Yeah, nothing happens like this one thing. Yeah. And like, long story short, Coach found out I was in Miami because of the article. Of course. And all kinds of just things happened, bro. Checks bounced from clients. All kinds of things. Shit was just coming down. Yeah. So you know what, bro? Like, and then the way I reacted to it all, I lost track of time. And um, I'm, you know, already one day, uh, like one day here versus one day here is like four days in Miami. Like, you just go to sleep and wake back up, bro. And it's like another... like. What do you mean, wait? One day here is four days in Miami. Like, how I say that is like... Or is it the opposite? I'm trying to think. I may be saying... So, like, the, you do more in Miami than you do here? So, in Miami, your day is longer. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it feels like the sun's up longer. Maybe because you just... You want to be in it, right? True. Do you... Like, I, I, like, we were talking about this before. I think the cameras were rolling. But the freelance schedule... You stay up mad late and like your your time's off, right? We're screwed, dude. <laughs> right? People think we're so weird because of our sleeping schedules, man. It's true. It's true. So in Miami, 
you kind of in Miami, you kind of it, it helps you avoid that because mm-hmm. like you you want to. It's there's two Miami, when the sun's up and when the sun's down. Still daytime either way. That's the thing. You get what I mean. So which one were you there? So um both, bro. Oh damn. Yeah, yeah, and you kind of want a little of both. So like, cause it, it's yo the 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 Miami's still awake at night. It's just different. And it's cooler. It's the sun's not up. So some it feels nice pe- to be outside. Exactly. So certain people are are more active at night, you know. Or you're doing both. So you take a nap in midday, and you, you go. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because yeah. around here, it's like everyone just shuts down at seven. Right. It's right. like they go sleep at seven and wake up the next day. In Miami, it's like some people are just getting up at seven. And your day kind of like it feels like a long day over like four days. Yeah. Yeah. Your so, day like ends early here. It's like oh. Exactly. And so it's like a strict day night here even in new york i but can like, see that you get lost in like the slowness of it all or something yeah so in miami bro it's like they blur into each other mm. right so um so put it like this when that shit happened like bro like i didn't realize i went without talking to people for like two weeks oh dang almost two weeks you know what people I mean? in miami or people here people here and like people i really needed bro. and you were in miami this whole time yeah i was in miami when it was happening but because like i'm like I made so many promises, like, I'm coming tomorrow, I'm coming tomorrow, I'm trying to put checks in, they're balancing things and that, and I don't want to, you, you get tired of telling the same sad story, bro. Feels like the boy cries wolf, right? Yeah. So I just stopped telling. It. And so I started to, like, what I realized now, looking back, I'm like, yo, bro, I never thought I could be depressed. Dang. Until you, <laughs> until you were there. Like, I hadn't, because of the type of childhood I had bouncing around the city, city and all this stuff, I had learned to like be cool being by myself. It seems like that was like a very important thing though. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know where you are in that process mm-hmm. of like dealing with it all. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, you're here, so it seems like you're definitely trying to like make it better, mm-hmm. like reconnect with that person. Maybe you were talking to, uh, nah, but okay, uh, well, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know what? Like, I don't even know what to say about that one, bro. But uh, yeah, like, no, we don't gotta go there. No, no, no. I mean, it's not even that. It's just that's just that. Like, I hadn't thought about that till you said it because, like, at a point, I definitely had to let this person know, like, no matter what. Yeah. That like, yo, you're like important, mad important. Yeah. I may have dropped the ball. That's me, or that's life, right? Yeah. I don't think there's anything I could have done about that situation. But look, thank you for being that, right? And uh. Yo, just know how important you are so you can go take that into the rest of your life. Don't feel undervalued because I shut down. Mm. You know what I mean? Don't don't question that, right? Like, um, so at a point, so I, I, I felt like I did at a point, yeah, I did have to come and like at least show like, yo, the importance, right? Because it cause like me be shutting down made certain people feel like they weren't important. Yeah, but even the whole Miami chapter, I don't know if it's closed or not. I'm sure you don't want to go back there. I'm hitting there and like a week. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna go see the landlord? <laughs> nah, nah. Oh, you know what? I might. Probably will see him. Like, look, bro. You stressed me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight up. Freaking killing pro- me. You know, I just did my biggest mural down there for Basil. And, um, no way. Yeah, yeah. Th- those people, they watch everything I do. I don't know. Some of them... They see you on the Instagram. They yeah, see you, yeah, yeah. your headlines, whatever it is. Exactly. So, they're, you know, um, Miami's a, a different animal. Nobody really holds grudges mm-hmm. out that place. Yeah, I saw that you're on your Instagram, of course, um, through my... Deep research, not really research yeah. that crazy, but you're like you're actually trying to do some more shit back in DC now. Yo, and that so that's why when you when you were like you know reconnect with that person, I got like that did happen in the sense that I just wanted to show like look importance, right? Mm-hmm. But bigger than that, right? It was just that what I saw in the whole grand scheme because it started it didn't 
didn't start with that person. It started with my grandfather. Mm. You know, um, but with the common denominator of all, how I had to look at it and just say, you know, none of this would have happened if I had business back home. Anytime I need a check or to fly to, to New York, desperation, I can, like, get a gig. Really? Yeah, in New York. So that's, like, so... I mean, I don't know if people know on this, watching this know you or listening know you enough, but you're a full-time professional artist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's impressive as fuck, man. Well, it's kind of like I forced it, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, how else are you going to make it happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good, good, And that's the way you got to look at it. Yeah. yeah. You can't just wait around sitting on your hands yeah. for that shit. It's like... You got to put yourself in a bad position to where, like, I have to make this work. Really? So you <laughs> did you do that? Like, like? Oh, I mean, like... Consciously? It's Yo, bro, I, so the funny thing is... um. When I was growing up, I like when I was like I want to say eighteen or something like that. As soon as I could get a tattoo, right? I got a tattoo on my neck that said "Ambition," right? Damn. And everybody's like, "Yo, you got Amber tattooed on you? Who is this girl?" And I'm like, "Read, you know, my hair will get in the way, right?" Oh, and yeah. I'm, it's ambitions, but I got it, and I said, "Yo, nobody will hire me when I get this tattoo, right?" That's a rapper move, right there. Well, yeah, I did it on purpose, right? I was like, and I have to see it every day when I look in the mirror, and um. The reason why you don't see it anymore, like I covered it with my Miami, uh, I have palm leaves coming down now because okay. that's like kind of like now I evolved. Ambition took me to a certain place, yeah, but then it got me in trouble. Oh shit! Because like it t- ambition took over my life, which is kind of like ambition to succeed was like like what what were you like slinging or something? <laughs> no, it's just that yo, I didn't, I never. You know what? People told me I never smelled the roses, bro. You know what I mean? Really? Like, I never really like. Bro, I've done this. Uh, there's so much shit that people have no clue I did. It's ironic considering all you paint are flowers. Wow. You know what? The flowers kind of came out of a lot of the turmoil and shit. Really? Yeah. It's a very, like, happy, optimistic thing to, to do. <laughs> yeah, that's funny you say that, man. Um, Yeah, you know, like, that's why, like, sometimes, like, I know people are like, oh, like, some of this stuff, touchy subjects. I think, like, a lot of this shit has to be talked about, bro. Mm-hmm. Because it's not enough, like, Good stories about loss. Mm. You know what I mean? But lo- loss is also what drives people, man. Like, you need loss to appreciate what you have. There shit, you go. You know? you know it. But, like, so many people uh, glamorize attachment and don't, and like, they ignore detachment mm-hmm. that, like, it's scary, bro. You know what I mean? Like, who's like, breakups are always sad. Death is always sad, right? Like, um, losing anything that's worth something is always sad. Mm-hmm. Like, but, that person lived on, and I'm sure they were happy at some point again. Nobody talks about that. Like, that's probably why. You don't think that, like, yo, sometimes that freedom of losing something that you're attached to opens your life up, G. Like, and, like, <clears throat> so... It can open your eyes sometimes, too. 100%. And just, like, sometimes you limit yourself for things you love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, because, yo, there's always, like... Anything you love, anything, bro, whether it's even a fucking dog, right? There's a there's a sacrifice. Like you got to go walk that thing every day. Everything, every choice. <laughs> there's there's a little, some sacrifice to it. Exactly. So like you know like a dog kind of keeps people prisoner. Like unless they are, can afford a dog walker. Dude, dogs are the they're that's the best way to put it. They're like mini prison guards, dude. <laughs> Yo, straight up, right? Straight up. Like, so, like you got to do this at this time. You're gonna beat exactly, me at this time. Like exactly. It's, it's like. Like, who's the prison guard? Who's the inmate here? Exactly. And the dogs, you know, treat it like heaven. But, like, you know, that's why I say a dog, because, like, people don't think that. They, they're thinking, oh, like, a boyfriend, girlfriend, or this and that. Like, no, it's 
down to the most simplest thing. Like if you love it, you're probably bending some of your life to keep it around mm-hmm. you, right? Like even if you love like a, a certain like a Gucci bag or something, right? And it's mad small, right? Sometimes you're probably like leaving stuff at home because you can't fit it, but you're like, yo, I want this bag. That's really interesting. I never thought about things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you play that video game so you don't do this because you spend that 30 minutes doing that. There you go. So like sometimes... I think in everybody's life all the time, we're losing things that's allowing other things to come in our life. I just don't think that shit's glorified. I think we glorify receiving things. We don't glorify letting it go. Really? But I think it happens to everybody, and it's a good thing for everybody constantly. I think it's the ebb and flow. You know what I mean? It's like you. It's like shedding in a weird way. Like you let things go to go forward. Exactly. Or whatever that letting go process is, it, it gets you ready for whatever's next in a way. Right, bro. You know? Right, which was like, yo, like, so... I had to let my grandfather go, right? Mm. Like, like we're like, I had to let the people go that, like, I caused. Well, some of them I was able to reconnect with, right? But like, I caused distance with, you know what I mean, from how I react. I had to let them go. And the way I looked at it, I had to let go my, my apartment and my store. Dang. Because I was like, yo, like. Which is, like, interesting to think about because as an artist, that's a big deal. Like yeah. that, that's a look, you know, it is, it I, is. I've got a spot and a storefront in Miami, in Miami. I'm from here. you know what I mean? Who's like, who does that? You yeah. Know what like, I mean? like, like he made it out. <laughs> yeah. 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 New York, Miami has a spot. It's like, yo, he's set. Yeah. But it's like, really, it's like, you don't see it. But do, do you feel like maybe like, are you worried about how that looks? Like, because I guess in some way, some people would be like, yo, that looks like you failed. But in actuality, I mean, sitting here, I don't think that. But did you ever feel that? Not with that, but that's a good that's a good point because you know I just did that conference. Yeah. And certain people remember me from when I did music back in the day. And they were asking me about I couldn't believe that no shit, right? Shit. Cause at one point I had that with that where people were like, I I you, you failed at it. I ran from it, bro. Exactly. That's why I went to New York because people would not let, let me live it down. That that's I, probably like a bad way to put it, but yeah. Well, no, it's true because yeah. like that time, mm-hmm. see, at least luckily enough. All my people who would have felt that way were in D.C., so they didn't really feel attached to the Miami store. But, like, they felt attached to Model Citizens, the band I had back then. And oh, because that's I, all they knew. Right? So when I tried to drop that and I said, I'm going to do just visual art, people thought I was psycho, You're not bro. an artist. You're a musician. What yeah. are you doing? And now, I, so I sit back now and I'm like, I ran from that, that ghost of that situation for a while, and I'm like, no, it's funny. Nobody even remembers that now. Everybody knows me. But then when I went to the panel, people were like, why don't you do music anymore? I'm like, that's yo, crazy what? That you're, that you're like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that, that's funny. I actually came from the same background. I did music my entire life. I was working at a professional audio engineering studio and I, I, I ran from it essentially. Mm. Like when I, I left all that in Richmond and I just like started over. Oh, Richmond. Yeah. Richmond's a dope scene too. By the way, I should have done this before I came. Can I use the bathroom? What? <laughs> In the middle of this? In the middle, man. How do I do it? All right, it's fine. Luckily, we're not live, so okay. I, I guess just go take a piss, and I'm right, gonna, cool, I'll, cool. I'll chat or I'll just edit this All shit right. out. Or, like, I'll look really lame because I walk in, and everybody's sitting there like, oh, we got to wait. And I'll come oh, back. no, no, it's cool. <laughs> I, I don't put just post. I'll edit it out. Don't awesome, worry. Awesome. You're, like, good with, like, off the whim, you know? Oh, wait, did you check out any of my other podcast stuff? I just checked out the one with, um... Dang, I just met him. Oh, Dio. Yeah, yeah, Dio. Yeah, yeah he's it, dope. It's a hard name to remember, even yeah, harder yeah, yeah. to remember how to say. Yeah, I met him um, maybe like a week ago. Yeah, yeah, cool dude. Mm-hmm. He's doing big things. Yeah, but he thanks, is. man. Uh, chill. Dude, I've been yeah. doing it for a long time. 
Yeah. Remember I was saying I used to do music? music yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in college, just have a radio show. Mm-hmm. And I used to interview DJs. Like, and so I would just have them in every Friday. I, would, I wouldn't go out. I'd stay and do a radio show for the whole college campus and everyone local. And I would like interview DJs and we, they'd just do mixes. That's sick. So that's like how I cut my teeth doing this shit. That's, sick, that's how bro. I even know how to do all this nah, stuff. Nah, see, no. Nah, because you, you like, when I was, I didn't even know you did a podcast. You, I heard your podcast before I met you. Really? You know? Yeah, I was in here. Um, I was playing with my embroidery machine I brought and uh, I was oh, with Reef and those guys and like, uh, they were just listening to it. And I'm like, yo, is this, this Dial? And they were like, yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah, it's, it's him and Bruce. And like, I'm like, oh, that's dope. So I just listened to it. I remember I even got like, the speaker and I brought it over because I was laying down. I brought it over, you know, so I could hear it. Like, it was, it's dope, man. It's fluid convo. Thanks, you know? man. Yeah, I, that's why I love podcasts. It's a, it's a conversation as opposed to some like weird thing where I'm just like riffing off questions like, so, oh, and then like, it's like you don't listen at all. Mm-hmm. Then you go, okay, next question. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I hate, I yeah. hate people do that. Because they already know. People, it's just people asking stuff they already know, but they're just doing it for the listener. I think people are sick of that shit too. Yeah, I agree. I think I agree. people want to hear like, Real shit, like, what is it? News interviews are not real interviews. It's just a navigated conversation that they're just taking you down. Yeah, and, you know, they cut a lot. Like, I, I had to do that shit recently in New York, and, like, they cut so much stuff out of you. Like, I I was on, I had to, I did a, a mural. Like, I got a lot of coverage. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and I had to schedule the interviews, right? So they cut so much out, bro, mm-hmm. that it's, like, you don't even, it's like you're watching the interview for the first time when you watch it. <laughs> you're like, you oh, never shit. know what's going to be. What's my response to this question? <laughs> you're like, you never, you, like, it doesn't matter what you said. You never know how that interview is going to be. That's awkward, dude. Yeah. That's super awkward. It is. It is. Dude, so what's the meaning of the uh, uh, the, the pyramid? Is that like Illuminati? Oh, yeah. I'm in the Illuminati, man. Are you, are you a super conspiracy theorist? No, I'm in the Illuminati. They just didn't get me to the point where I'm rich. Oh, yeah. dang, man. I know, man. It's oh, like, they I'm, beam an, me up I'm, too? A, I'm an Illuminati intern. That's fucked up. Why was that 10K in the mail for that studio front? Shit. Yeah, see, you know what I mean? Illuminati man. intern. <laughs> I'm an intern, bro. Where's the application? Maybe. They don't even pay the interns, bro. Kind of. It's crazy. It's you know? crazy, man. But I get free um free hoodies. That's dope. Just like, I get to put my name on them like I made them. Yeah, that's sick. I noticed that all your stuff has your logo and brand. Like when you were gone, I was looking. I was looking at your jacket. That thing is hella tight, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, people, I just made this thing. It, it finally came, but dude, uh, yeah, lining and everything. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I, I'm lucky to have like people who like my stuff who kind of tell me what to do with it. Really, my, my audience is like, "Yo, your stuff would like." <laughs> I get messages that are like, "Actually, this is what you should do because I like your stuff and I would buy that." <laughs> yeah if they're telling you why wouldn't you do <laughs> yeah, it yeah, yeah so it's like um embroidery things like that um really championed by people who like my work i think because it's very detail oriented right so some things are no-brainer mm-hmm. right if it's detail like embroidery and patches like really work with that and like pattern so lining works with that right mm-hmm. so um but well i want to finish finish something we got on Okay, yeah, just, yeah. Just, I didn't know um, if we were over there. We can go back to it. Let's do no, it. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. I, I, because I think it's important, bro. I really do. Yeah, let's go back uh, to it. And, like, I've accepted it. I've mm-hmm. I've accepted saying things that, like, could be slightly embarrassing, right? No, nah, man, it's not embarrassing. It's your truth. Yeah, and I've, I've done it in other interviews and just talked about it. Like, you know, um, just because I don't think, I just don't think that side of the story is told enough. So, mm-hmm. um. No, nah, man, it's your story. Why you here? You can talk right. about what the fuck you want to talk about. True, true. So, like, uh. I could be cool and say, like, yo, yeah, man, like, 
things happen, and then like I just like fuck it, and I like end up in D.C. and New York again, redoing everything and painting murals because I won. I lost people, but they lost. Mm-hmm. I won, right? Nah, it's not like that, man. Um, like I said, at one point I did come to to speak to my family, be pissed off, right, and and also to like ignore the fact that I was pissed off that someone let my I guess depression, right? Like, speak for me. You know what I mean? When, like, let's say if you know someone really well mm-hmm. and they get depressed. Yeah. You know them really well. You should know they're depressed. You know what I mean? Here's the thing, though. Because of the upbringing I had, I became, like, a very strong person to a lot of the people. So were you mad people didn't realize you were depressed? You know, I got mad, right? And that's that's the thing. I could, like, say, I, but when I got up here, I got mad, but I knew it wasn't about that, bro. Because I knew why they they didn't react to me at my depression. Well, even my mom, even my family. I know why they didn't think to tell my... It's not just about her. It was a... Because, yo, like, I became, like, a strong person to a lot of people. I mean, you looked from... You look highly successful to them. You know, well, you know, I... I, I don't even a strong-looking person. At it's that like, point, I don't even know if I looked... I guess you, you could say I did, too, yeah, to a lot of people, yeah. but... But, you know, like, to my family, I didn't really look successful. You know what I mean? They, um, we'll never be successful in our family's right, eyes, though. Right. We always feel inferior. Oh, That's true. So, but so, so some of this was even my family because it's like, yo, you guys didn't tell me my grandfather was passing, right? Because you guys didn't think it would matter to me because you guys thought I was so strong. That's the thing. Whoa. I had become so strong to so many people that instead of saying, like, yo, damn, Chris is depressed. They're like, yo, Chris doesn't care. He's too busy. He's busy, he doesn't care. He doesn't have time for that. Yo, so so that's and so I really couldn't be mad at anyone, not even myself, bro, because like I was able to be strong for them when they needed it. It's just when they needed me, I was too strong in their memory. Their memories of me were like because yo, I used to like I didn't think I could be depressed because I had gone through a certain childhood. Mm-hmm. I got shipped around the country so much. My first eight plane rides, I was by myself and I was a minor. It sounds like you went back and forth between your biological dad and your mom and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and even a little bit of in between them, right? Okay. And my grandmother in New Mexico and stuff like that. So like, um, well, that hardens you. It kind of it kind of gives you this thing where it's like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I've been in a similar situation where I remember flying to Texas to see my dad and his new wife and shit and meeting yeah, a new family. Like I'm that, like, yeah, Man, what the hell is? This? I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this? You know? And I think everyone <laughs> yeah. everyone internalizes it different. And then when you, but it happens so much. And then you, when you have to get used to always saying, "I'm in a new place with new people, mm-hmm. and none, nobody I know is anywhere close." They're like across the country. Mm-hmm. That happened to me about three, or four times. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, so at a point, like what happens is I get really, really, how do you say it? Like comfortable with myself, because like I rode my first eight plane rides as. I didn't realize that most people ride planes with people they know. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize that until I f- rode my first plane ride with someone I knew as an adult. And I'm like, whoa, this is different. I was a little kid with like a Nintendo or something and like adults looking at me like, what game is that? And I'm creeped out. You know, I Dude, remember that. No, I've, I've literally been in the same situation where it's like the stewardess is like helping you or something. Yeah, they, like, will, they will come yeah, check like, on you. Yeah, they come check on you and you're like, you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. What the fuck yeah, am I bro. doing? I remember one point I had a layover in, in Las Vegas, right? Those are scary. And they had slot machines in the, in the airport. I'll never forget this. As a kid, I could just go play them and I wanted to so bad. And I'm like, I had to be responsible to get on the plane at the right time. So it was all based on, I wasn't, it was all based on stewardess helping me out and my grandmother calling to make mm. sure. But I'm like, yo, like, 
that was so much of my childhood, bro. And then you got to imagine going from D.C. to New Mexico. Ooh. Roswell at that, right? And then going, like, these settings are so different and the people are so different that I, bro, I just got used to, like, okay, the only thing the same here is me. So, like, I became my own best friend, right? Mm. So, so you're the only child? No, bro, I'm just the youngest. But mm. I'm, it's, like, such a distance that it's, it's almost, strange. It's yeah. almost like you're an only yeah. child. So distant almost. It's almost like they're like your aunt or uncle, your older brothers, I guess. Yeah, it's like that. And I, like I um, I am my dad's only child. So on that side of the family, I was like um, so so yeah, bro. Like how I looked at it is like, you know what? I can't be mad at anyone, mm-hmm. right? I can't, right? Because there's no way they would know any better, right? Um, I but I was just like, and I'm not even mad at myself. Cause I did my absolute best, right? I just stopped telling people because I didn't want to be the boy who cried wolf and say, "Oh shit!" Check you stopped balance. telling people you were mad. No, just that I couldn't make it up north, right? Oh yeah, 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 you just yeah. Like get back check home. balance, this that. I can't, I told people to a certain extent, then I'm just like, this sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because my life was crazy at that point. It's crazy, right? So, um, because even my check bounced so many times that it put my account in fraud review, and then my debit card won't work, and the bank's like, you have to come in. So we know it's you. And I'm like, what? I have no gas because my debit card doesn't work. <sighs> this thing got so crazy. So I was just like, I can't keep telling this story for three, for like two months. Yeah, you just get tired of it. <laughs> yeah, bro. Why aren't you here? Why aren't you here? You're like, <sighs> so I just shut down, bro. But I like, again, in Miami, those two weeks felt like three days. Wow. And then people are like, yo, you haven't talked to me for two weeks. And then you post a picture in Miami smiling somewhere. You know why I was smiling, bro? I finally booked my ticket. Yo, I offended someone by like, yo, you're just down there living your life. And I thought you were suffering. And it was like, yo, we got the Dang. instant cutoff, bro. That is that, <laughs> yeah. that is the worst part about social media. That crossed my mind oh, yeah. while you're telling yeah. me this. Because it's like, even, <laughs> even even if you are suffering, yeah. on social, it's like, you're not going to express that. Right. You know? And right. So like, and what would I? I'm an artist. And people aren't, aren't following me. They don't know me personally. Yeah. I, don't, I don't post about my personal life. What's weird is how, how rare people check in with you. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's really rare how how often people actually just, like, give you a call. Or, like... Yo. Or, like, like not just, like, a DM, but, like, they actually like, give you, like, a random call. Yo. You know? Yo, yo. And, I, you know, what? I'm glad you brought that up because I've been speaking to people. I met, um... You know Rike, right? Yeah. I just met her for the first time. Yeah, maybe she's like, nice. Yeah, she's awesome. I hadn't heard about her for a while, but we work with a lot of same people. But I met her for the first time maybe, like, a couple weeks ago at a, at a pop-up. At the really big pop-up. They invited me out. So like um she came to talk to me and she's asking me what's your best way of communication and it made me think because I was like oh dang because I told her I said lately phone calls mm. I said yo don't text me I, it takes me like that's like an email to me I might respond tomorrow and then you respond tomorrow and I'm like phone call or DM because I I talk to a lot of my audience on DM right yeah but I was like yo but if it's if you want to text me if it's outside of Instagram phone call and I was never like that but I think. What you just said is, I think all of this is kind of a reaction of me growing from what I went through, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've learned to communicate better, right? The big thing that I saw, though, when I sat back, instead of being mad at anything, I was just like, yo, why did this happen? Looking back at it, none of it would have happened if I had business in D.C. If I could at least say, yo, hey, this restaurant or this store that has been trying to work with me, hey, I'm coming up. Let's do that mural. I'll give you a discount. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I always think, and it sounds terrible, but I always think it's 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 your fault. 
our fault, my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything that happens to us, it's always my fault at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You okay. know, like whether the, whatever the situation is, it's always my fault. Okay. You know, I, I always feel like it's hard to blame something else. But I mean, I guess the business does go back to being. Well, you know, you. no, I blame. I did. Yeah. At that point, you're right. Personally, I wasn't blaming myself. As a businessman, mm-hmm. I was. Well, you know, I wasn't blaming myself up to that point. But I said, yo, if this was to ever happen again, yeah. it's definitely my fault. Yeah. Right. So I was like, yo, I have to go back home and create business because at this point, I have nieces and nephews growing up. It was bigger than the person I lost. So that's why you're people. here. Yeah, the, that's what. So that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I did have to express to that person like, "Yo, my bad. You're more important than you thought." I just mm-hmm. couldn't express it. It wasn't you at all, you know. So that was a big point, and um, I did it to my best ability, right? You know what I mean? You can um, only do so much for e- someone exactly. until they have to come around themselves. Exactly, exactly. So I did that to my best ability, you know. Um, and after that, I returned to Miami. You know, and I finished my projects. Nice. And I, you know, I had, I had, not only did I, did I, did I try to show her that, yo, she wasn't like ignored, right? It was me going through something. Like, not only that, I, I like, I talked to my family. I sat them down and like really explained how that messed me up. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And like what other things it caused in my life, right? So then I went back to Miami, did some things. And then I, I had a project that was in the works. In D- for DC, which was kind of what I was looking for, right? Perfect. And it ended up being a mural and a collaboration, collaborative apparel drop for a store opening in downtown Silver Springs, Ward 9. They were rebranding. Yo, I've, I've had my eye on those guys. The Enemies guys, Ward 9 Enemies. Yeah, so you when they first opened, there was a mural of a dragon and spinning flowers over, over like yellow brick pattern on the wall. That was my pyramid. Oh. So I, I painted, yeah, I did the whole store opening. I did the branding. I launched the, the enemy's line that launched when that store opened was a collaborative line with me. Yeah. So that was the first thing I did coming out of that. Pro- that was that was some time ago though. That that wasn't like that wasn't like last month. That was a, no, it was, that was, it was a year ago. Yeah, it was, was like um, we did that in March. Yeah, last March. So so um, yeah, man, that was that was it. And then I did that, and I'm like, yo, I don't know. I needed something here, and I got something. Right, and I'm it. like, yo, I don't know what's next. And then like, I got called to New York, did a mural, and then after that, I did a mural for um. I don't know if you know Junior. Seems like you're doing a bunch of murals, but who's no? I don't know Junior. The kid, the kid in uh the Bronx who who tragically like, yo, the kid yeah. stabbed outside the bodega. Yeah, yeah, and dude, that video was savage, man. That was yeah. hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. anyway, he wasn't even the right kid. I know that was crazy. I know, bro. Tell me about like. That. Did you, did you, you knew it was over. I'm sure you know everything, right? I did his mural. I know his family. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, because I thought he was like sexting the, the cousins, whatever yeah. it was. We, have, we don't have to go through it. Yeah. But. There's so much to that. Right. Right. Like I'm dealing with it today. People just, someone just tagged me in today because the mural I did in the parking lot he played basketball in is getting demolished right now. Whoa. Yeah. So I was like, I'm dealing with that today. They're asking me what I do another one. And I, that's the one I was telling you, like the news cycle. I had to do all these interviews for that mural. Oh, yeah, man. That was right. a big thing on social. For, I mean, just in the East Coast for a long time. Right, right. So that was when I told you, like, I realized that the news is crazy. It's like, random. I actually heard that the gang leader who summoned that hit, like, messaged the mom on, on Facebook. Oh, yeah? And, like, apologized and everything. Yeah, I believe it. I, was I believe in that, it, too. Well, I was in that community for, like, three weeks. Wow. You know, they asked me to come back. And um, do a residency there, and that's how I ended up 
being back in New York for a long term. Mm. Um, it was from that project, and um, I got a couple more murals out of it. And um, so you're just doing straight murals now? No. Um, was that always a goal? Like just like doing murals everywhere? Bro, out of everything I'm doing, that was the thing that was never a goal. Really? Yeah. Why are murals like such a fucking thing? You know why? And um, I was just talking to someone about this yesterday. Refaction. I was saying uh, the reason why murals, are like, why it's like, I don't know, it's like the car I drive in, right? You know what I mean? Through all these other roads of art, right? It's because it's, someone pays you to do it. Facts. It's your work. Mm-hmm. They pay you because thousands of people are going to see it, but thousands of people are seeing your work. What other form of art? Is that much of an advertisement? While someone's paying you to, it's like a billboard. It is, like a permanent and you're getting billboard. paid for, to do it. So like, so like, it's just a win-win-win for everyone across the board. Exactly. So that's why I didn't ever want to do murals. Mm. My boy Wes, who's now you know part of my management team, he um he hit me up a while back and was just like, "Yo, like we," you know, I knew his family had a store in Virginia. He's like, "Yo, like we, my aunt's gonna get someone a mural. Why don't you do it?" I'm like, "Nah, I don't do that." Right? And he's like. They're going to pay somebody. You, I, like, you're my favorite artist. You should do it. And I'm like, nah. And he's like, bro, do it. And I'm like... You're an artist. You want money, right? You're trying yeah. to be full-time, right? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. So I just go do it. And then um, from that, just doing that piece in the middle of, like, Roanoke, Virginia, got me so many calls. Really? Because people are driving past it every day. And then, I'm like, I'm, then my next one was in, in Manhattan. Because I, my friend owned a store. Nice. So you... Then I think my next two were at Copycat, which is funny. I just redid one of them. But um, it's just there's such big advertisements that even in Roanoke, Virginia, I was getting calls constantly about it. would be stupid not to do my guess. I never looked at it. It's like a permanent billboard with your Instagram tag yeah. that shows your style in the yeah. most epic fashion. Yeah, exactly. And people, whoever pays you for it is going to like brag about it. Really? Yeah, because they pay for that thing, man. They're like, oh, I got, I got Chris Pirate. To yeah, do this. exactly. He's, high, he's in Miami. Exactly. Like, so they tell your story for you, bro. And like, especially, and then you keep expanding. They're like, yo, look at him now. We got his first piece. That happened. Oh, I go back really? there. Yeah. And they're like, so. What they can do just like, like rip the wall out and sell <laughs> it. Like, I always wondered that. Like, like you were seeing like Banksy and stuff. Like, it looks <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. small. You're doing like, what, 20 foot murals yeah, or something? Yeah, that'd right? be crazy, bro. Like, Give me a cut if you think about doing that. You know? Yo, random. How do you, how do, you do a mural? Because, like, for me, someone who can't even write their name legible, like, how the hell, like, do you do these giant murals? Like, what's that process, man? Hmm. Hmm. You just the first time I did, I just winged it, bro. That really? first one, I didn't know anything about doing a mural, so I was just like, oh, it's just like doing a drawing, but big, right? So I drew something on paper, and I kept having to go like twenty feet back because, yo, the the, the yeah. problem is. When you're up close, it looks completely different. Oh. So you can draw it perfectly, but you're looking at a slant. So everything's going to be morphed. And I didn't realize that until I did my first. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's in Roanoke. Fuck that place. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, I fixed it. You know, like, oh, it just did? took me like, weirdly enough, it took me a week, which my, my murals now still take me a week. I just do them differently. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. Somehow that took me a week. And I'm like, yo, that's a long time. Right. But like, I haven't beat that time yet. <laughs> you know wow. what I mean? Um, but no, there's, there's crafty ways of doing it, right? There's a, a dude, Tristan Eaton. I've seen him do it, man. And, um, the way he does it, like, it's crazy. He has, I mean, it's not that crazy, but it blew my mind and it makes a lot of sense. He puts a camera, a GoPro far behind him, and he has it, uh, I don't know, a live feed to to his, uh, where he can look at it through his iPad. 
Oh, so nice. So you can see the right perspective while he's And painting. you're you're on like a lift, right? This whole time you're doing this? Yeah, he he is. It depends on your budget. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. on a big ladder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm on a ladder, sometimes scaffolding, sometimes a lift. Or whatever it works. It depends right? on uh, what's necessary and like... What their budget is. Yeah, how much I'm trying to like profit. Mm, you know what I mean? That's true. Oh, because you got to get that, I guess. Yeah, they can yeah. skip the thing and you say, oh. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it depends on where you're at. Certain people mm-hmm. do certain ways, but typically it falls on me. Okay. You know what I mean? To play with that budget. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Dang. Yeah, I always wondered about that. Yeah, a lot. You know, there's other things about murals that I won't say, right? Because it's yeah. like, it's like a magician. Everybody wonders how it gets done. I wonder that. Jeanette. Right? And so, if that person ever tells the public, then it ruins everybody. Well, it just seems like murals are like the hot thing to do. Like if you're a business or That's it's true. a shit part of town or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's like just slap a mural on that thing and uh, it'll look good. All we can raise the property values right around here. Remember, I got uh, pulled into a beautification project, which is like a, a nice name to say gentrification because of murals. <laughs> it's like yeah, it was because of, you know um, and it, well, especially because your style is so flowery. You know, it's like yeah. it's way it's way nicer than like someone who might do some street art shit. But your yeah. stuff is very friendly and approachable. And I think the fact too that like yo like. I'm a black dude with dreads and tattoos. It's like, yo, I got the flowery stuff, right? But then, like, that community doesn't see me as an intruder. Oh. And I get to relate to people and stuff like that, right? So I got used that way. I'll say that. Dang, right? yeah, used like, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that. Ha- have the black guy do the gentrification project? And, like, it's like, yo, his stuff's going to uplift the community, right? Which they see him doing it, right? And then, but they're also, like, this stuff's very friendly to white people moving in. You know what I mean? Oh, that's very true. Oh, it's so <laughs> yeah. pretty. <laughs> yeah. I love those pyramids and flowers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like we're underwater. And then like he's going to get all the Freemasons to move in because it's pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. So when you started, you said it wasn't murals. Like what was what was the thing? Like like how does how do you just go from making music to to just to 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 what you do to your style, to painting, to well, you know what? Like People think I was making music. I was making music as more of a hobby, mm-hmm. right? Um, I just can't. And I was really trying to write for a friend. But when I would go to the studio, try to help him write, people were like, you're writing for him? Go record it yourself. So that's how it happened, mm-hmm. right? Like, more like that, like, studio peer pressure. Like, why are you writing for someone else? Yeah, don't be the background guy. Come right. On, yeah. And then I got pushed all the way to the forefront. And, like, I didn't like that stuff back then. I wasn't ready to be, like, a face of anything. So it made me like, oh, I didn't like it. Cause I'm a, I'm always been a visual artist drawing on paper since I was a little kid. So like, oh, so and I was so the 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 band Model Citizens formed in art school. We became, we end up performing. You went, to, you went to art school. Yeah, I went to I went to Art Institute of Washington. If you want to call that an art school, art Institute is a college, right? Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be one. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, AI. It's a, it's yeah, a, yeah, AI. yeah, yeah. That's the one. I'm sure you learned something there. Shit. Yeah. No, you know what? The best thing is connecting with people. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's the distillation of the city. Like, it's all people your age that are trying to do art. So, like, I know some, like, yo, I know a lot of them on your wall because of that. Yeah, like, that's I know so many people, like, um, and, like, if you're just listening to this, Bruce has this dope wall of, like, Polaroids. <sighs> and I, like, when I, before I ever met this guy, I came with my boy Reef, who, who co-owns the studio. He has another business, like, and, um, and I was just like, yo, I know so many of these people, bro. And like a lot of them I haven't seen since I was like doing that rapping, you know what I mean? So, but um, anyway, like AI, it's, it's a distillation of people mm-hmm. your age, like 
a filtering process. They're all there because they're like you. And like, that was the first time, you know? Um, I think it's interesting. I think people always wonder about artists. Like, did they go to school for it? Did they, you know, I feel like it's some sort of like hang up with people. It is. And I dropped out. So you can put me in that category. I have a fuck of <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> exactly. So I kind of like a little bit of both. I did go to school, but I dropped out. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I'm neutral. I mean, do you think it helped? Yeah, I think it helped because I still know all those people and like, like the guy and like one like a couple people in the in the audience at made were like, "Yo, you were rapping. What happened to that?" You know, that's because, and that's how I told them. I said, "You know, I kept saying like, yo, like uh, like connection and like relationships are the biggest things for my career, right? Because I can come back to DC and Reef is like, bro, you know, Reef is um, it's like the, the reverse of me. He's from Miami, but he's in DC. And when I met him, I was visiting i met him on that trip to come like be angry at my parents oh my no family. way and like yeah i met him on a trip bro and i was like yo like he was and i on that same trip i got booked for two murals so he helped me with them right oh nice but um but uh like he's the reverse of me you know so we talk about a lot of things about each other's city from a different perspective so he's like bro everybody knows who you are out here everybody and i'm like that's a mix. It's a mix match of like me doing stuff in the past and now, and like that happened in the conference. Just like people were like, "Oh yeah, you know." But what's cool about it is they still support me because like I think my art is better than what I was doing back then, you know. Um, so I mean that's up to people to decide. But I, mean, I, think, I hope so. I think it's artists always evolving, growing, and yeah, better. You know, definitely. So I think it was better than the music. But um, like yeah, you know, it's just like those relationships. I can come back to the city and like... But when you come to the city, it's like you're kind of like a celebrity in a weird way, like like a hometown celebrity, like someone who made it out and now you're back and visiting and stuff. Like, that's kind of cool. It's, you're you're doing something that very much 90% of people in this art building wish they could do. Mm. Do you think it was the networking connections? I'm just guessing like the networking connections that like got you to that point? I think it was, uh, I think for some reason, bro, you know, it's a, it's a, it's like luck. Um, but I I don't think luck's, you know, I say luck in that form of how people say, like, oh, like, proper preparation meets timing mm-hmm. type of luck, right? Um, Where you're ready for the opportunity kind of thing? Right, right. So I had a mixed match of a past. Yo, at a point, I thought I, all my chances were done because, yo, I was a child actor, bro, right? A lot of people don't know Whoa. this stuff, right? Um, not a child. I was an actor. I was on The Wire, and I was supposed to be on, like, the little Romeo show, right? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, these are some fun facts, right? Dude. So that right there, then I um, like, captain of a soccer team. Also went to school with, like Kevin Durant, and who's my buddy and stuff like that. And uh, Michael Beasley, and like these things having like an ex girlfriend, like who's like huge now in her field, like you, like a lot of like people from the area know who. Can know, I, can know I ask? Is. Can I ask? I'm well, um, she's. I'll just say she works with Solange. You know what I mean? Um, oh, nice. To me, if you ask me, she's the voice of like Solange's rebrand. Oh, I knew her back Ooh. then. So yeah, you, yeah. You, know, you know it's her, dude. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I've spoken to her, you know, but um, seems like you were surrounded with very successful people. That's the thing is like I've had like a very specific. They weren't successful when I knew them. Kevin Durant was in high school. He was a kid from the hood. You it's know, a tall dude. Nice. Yeah, yeah, he was a tall dude. Like, <laughs> conflicted because he kind of had to play basketball. He was so good at I it. I feel bad for the tall people. It's like they have to straight play basketball. up, bro. That, but that's that's a rag. Not to put it into business out there, but 
my relationship with Katie was a little bit of that because I didn't have that struggle and we, we would talk about it, right? So like, um, yeah, just, so just being like having flirtations with success myself as an actor and things like this, and even as a musician, because we mm. end up getting production deals. We end up come, like getting invited to special events by NERD, Pharrell, Pharrell's team. Whoa. Like the team that ended up managing King Cudi, we were with them before, right? So like all these things, and it's like, yo, a lot of my friends, or people I was really close with, like even girls and you know best friends and things. Now, Solange's creative director or KD's MVP of the league a couple times and stuff, or like one time, and like my even my cousin, you know what I mean? He's he's he mentored KD and he's like uh, Ice Cube's league. He's like the second runner up in the MVP race, right? Dang, so you had so many touches with success. That's the thing, bro. So because of that. Um, I was never, I was always a person that when they started to pop, I back off of them because I always believed in my own shit. Mm. And I was like, you weren't trying to I'm going to show them, it. bro. I'm going to uh, meet them up there. Right. So I'm going to get a, that fuel. Yeah. 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 But, but because, because of that also, like I was put in front of a camera before I even wanted, cause I was an actor. Right. Mm. Um, these, I learned little things of, I just lost fear through all these things. Right. Like, um, seeing your friend go from like. Like, yo, complaining in school about his life to Kevin Durant as he is now. Superstar, so, world-known. You know what I mean? Crazy. It's next-level shit. Senior, exactly. Seeing your ex, bro, like, to have, having conversations with her about her really looking up to these specific celebrities. And then, like, yo, working with them. That's crazy, That can bro. go both two ways in someone's mind, though. Okay. It can go either you get the fuel... Right. Or you just get very down on yourself. And you know, that's the thing. I was on like, like I, like how I started saying this. Now you go back to what, what I, why I brought it up is that like, I thought I, I thought I like, I thought I always fucked it up. Cause I'm like, oh, yo, cause they're doing it. What the fuck? And I'm like, yo, I should have probably kept acting. I should have probably kept doing music. I should have. And I'm like, <sighs> yo, so what I told myself is I was always a visual artist. Always. Right. And that, that was always the case. Right. <clears throat> That's always what I did the best, right, out of everything. It's just I didn't always show people. But, like, since I was a kid, I was, like, in art programs and stuff because I just had a natural talent for it. So, like, um, and my family picked up on it, and they just told me early, like, oh, you're an artist. But th- So yeah. it was like, that was art was my fallback, bro. I wanted to be a scientist and all that, right? Whoa. But, like, if anything fails, of course you can do art, right? Nobody knew that. None of them knew that. Well, the girl did, but K- Katie, he didn't know that and all that, you know? It wasn't something that you were like, yeah, I'm an artist. Nah, I was trying to play basketball. I was trying to, I was playing soccer. I was doing, you know what I mean? I was trying to like yeah. do other things, right? So like, when it, when that feeling came, I never wanted to act. I never wanted to do it. That stuff just happened, right? So I'm like, like, you don't ask to become Kevin Durant's best friend before he's Kevin Durant or if he's his great friend in high school, you know what I mean? You don't ask for that. Like, like it just, has, these things happen. So at a point, yeah, I was like, yo, what's up with this? Why do I have... Now, where's my shot? Why? It just was where's like... My... I thought, you know, when I saw it, I'm just like, yo, this is dope. But what's, why does this happen to me a lot? And I'm like, did I miss my shot? Was I supposed to keep acting? Did I give up? Did I give up too early? Right, music and stuff. So I was like, you know, when it came to the art, it's the thing I'm most confident in. And I'm like, you know what? If I have one more shot, it's going to be with this. And I, I'm going to... I know I can do this. I'm going to do my heart, my best and try my hardest. And yo... I can say here now, like, all right, okay, I'm good. You know what I mean? Because, like, it's only a matter of time. I have, um, like, I just got teamed up with, you know, Gary Vee? 
Do I know Gary Vee? I think I've heard of him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking love Gary Vee. That's dope. So his um his his media company is my agent now. No you know? way. Yeah. And oh my god! Congrats. We're working on our first thing with Ann Pizza right now. We're in the middle of talks and stuff. So like um, but you know with with, with that is like. I told them some of that, and they have the access to be like, "Yo, really? Well, like, let's get on the phone with this dude." They can literally call Kevin Durant. Of course, bro. And like, like, yo, your best friends right here, bro. That's the thing. And like, even my family, like I said, my cousin was his mentor. You know, Mm -hmm. my cousin. I went to a private school because my cousin was a great basketball player. That's why that school had a basketball program, which allowed KD to get a scholarship and Michael Beasley and and um, Patrick Ewing's son. I know him. Like um, this guy who's mad popular on Instagram right now, um, Lethal Shooter. He's a shooting coach. Mm-hmm. Works at Golden State. That dude was a jerk at high school. That's my boy though. He's cool as shit. <laughs> but um, hey, we gotta call Spade yeah. a Spade. But no, I just mean like you know that's how well I knew these people. It's like this dude got him on earth. You know what I mean? Like like I know so so I see all that. I went to I also because I went to that private school. A lot of like athletes, kids went there. So like, Dude, time out. What school was this? This is like the X Men like school of mutant <laughs> so successful for athletes, people. Bro, for, like nobody else came out of that but athletes. And you were bro. playing soccer there. Yeah, but I was only there because of my family. I wasn't uh, a soccer phenom, but like I was the captain two years in a row. Maybe it's because my cousin was the basketball player. I don't know, right? Who knows? But the soccer team sucked, and I was the captain. Okay. Like we won maybe one game in two years. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Hey, every captain of a shit team than a captain of nothing, right? Yo, straight up. I'd rather than, than be like just a dude on a shit team. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Even though maybe it was my fault because I was a captain. <laughs> You're making some bad calls, bro. <laughs> right? But, um... You don't need two goalies. Come on. I mean, I was a dude playing soccer, and I was a... Uh, uh, um, I was like... Center like a, a forward, right? And um, and I had asthma. That you, that's not the score How for I? that. Yeah, it's not. So like, I think part of it was because of who my, my family was, right? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and just like looking at my life, I always wonder why all this stuff was like that, yeah, right? Yeah. And like, yo, I've talked to my ex who's works for Solange. You know, that's cool. she's she saw you know she sees what I'm doing. We talk about it, right? And like um, so it's like and this the my family. Because of my cousin mentoring, they also knew how close I was with Katie, and they they still know him. And they're always like, "Why don't you talk to him? Like, what's up?" And I, I did that on purpose. You I kind wanted, of feel like you'd be coming out of the woodwork or something, right? Yeah. Well, I, at a point, and that's why I'm like, but I know Katie, right? And I know once he finds out what I'm doing, he's gonna be mad proud. So that's that's just a simple thing that you know. But I just want to make sure that our quality level first. It'd be different if you if you had nothing though. Right. Like if, you if you weren't doing shit and you were working at Ant Pizza and you started reaching out, <laughs> right? It's different. But if you have well, UV's team reaching out for you, then it's like, oh what? Well, I was that dude for a while, which is why I didn't. I just backed off of all my friends that were getting famous, right? Because I was at, and they would come to my job, bro. Because Katie used to come because I worked at up against the wall, man, and like he used to come and like. People used to be weirded out because, like, as soon as he come, I try to make fun of him first because I know he's going to fucking, like, get on me, right? Because he didn't see me in a while. People are looking like, that's Kevin, right? We're trying to get him to buy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But, um... Now, I know what you're saying. You're kind of, like, self-conscious in a way. I, yeah, I just didn't want to be that dude, bro. So I backed off, and I just was more confident. I'm like, yo, I'm not going to put his business out there, but KD succeeded at basketball. He's yeah. also a giant, right? He's a giant? What you right? Of course he's genetically gifted. Yeah, but he also was better than every other giant older than him. Oh. Right? He was on, like, supposed to be on JV as the best varsity player on a school where they're all scholarship kids. So he was crazy, right? He was tall and gifted. He was ridiculous, yeah. bro. But he also was still really just a regular dude, which a lot of that, it was a weird situation. Kate, 
I'm happy he made it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But my thing is like, KD, like, I always knew I was an artist. I didn't have to become, it's not because I had a golden hand that's like, yo, you have to be an artist. But it seems like you never, you never leaned into it for a while. Like you, I did the sports, the music, and then finally it's like, you finally connect with that thing that you were always supremely talented at. Yeah. But wait a minute, this, this is like possible. Like what? Yeah, yeah. You you know like, it's like, my thing. It was one of those things where like yo, I had accidentally become successful in a lot of things, or my accidentally, but was very close to people who became successful at things. And I'm just like, if I'm gonna do it as something, I want it to be as something that I have a good vocabulary in, mm-hmm. right? My uh, what is it? Even I did. I even was a skate a skate model for a little while, right? So like. Stuff like this, modeling or uh, what do you call that? Acting. Damn, it must be hard to be just successful at anything you try, bro. I was no, no. <laughs> successful is a different like, word. Like mildly successful. Yeah, mildly, where it's like, oh, that's cool, you're doing that, and like, if you keep doing it, you'll probably win, right? Mm-hmm. But it was like, yo, I don't want to keep doing this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If I became successful immediately it's at like, acting, it's like, I would, do I, it's like, do I love this though? Right. I didn't love any of it. Right. Not even music, bro. Like it was all an accident. Uh, just mm. like me falling into things and like so like the acting was the first thing in my like that was because my mom's friend was her son acting and she was like chris would be dope at this like get him into a casting and it worked you know and um i quit because i didn't value money i was a kid i was like yo fuck this like what do you mean like how old is a child like, like i was like i was on um i want to say i was like late middle school okay and then as i was entering high school Okay, I, I quit. Right? Did, did you have dreads back then too? Because them dreads is long. I, I had, no, I had, I had like, I had braids. I always had hair. I had braids. Uh, okay. Sometimes a ponytail, stuff like that. But um, yeah, man, those brushes, right? And then it was like, wait, every time I was starting to get successful, I was like, yo, I kind of don't want to be known as this. Mm. I don't want to be known as this rapper. Or it was a band. It was an alternate. Yo, we were, we were, we were the skateboard rap group before there was a skateboard rap group bro before our future before all this stuff oh shit, right yeah so we had a lot of pressure on us too because rap was still very gangster and people were the same shows we were very popular at people were like the rap other rappers who would go up like we were a mainstay we were um a regular act at this place called pure which was a uh, what do you call it open mic yeah but they had two artists who were it had a host exo who's a rapper right who was big it was he kind of came under Wale and all those guys that camp right and um they had two what do you call it what do you call that main acts right that were mm-hmm. consistent headliners were, yeah whatever the headliners right that was us and this, this dude named Fat Trail who's now <laughs> Fat Trail right yeah so he got signed in that thing wow while they had a competition in that place so you're thinking that could have been us how we kept going we could have been the odd future but of I didn't want but but the thing is there was so much pressure on us Fat Troll now he was going a acceptable rap back then so so you you say like almost people like saw, the, saw it in you guys like yo you guys could be really successful like, certain people but you had to really have like most I would just say the general public was like what is this this is how are they rapping like we had a song like this ain't for clubs this the shit make you push and shove the haters watching mugs but something, 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 the girls fall in love. But it was like, uh, it was some shit where it was like, um, we talked about mosh pitting in the song, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we were describing push and shove, and we were saying, all the, um, all the skateboarders gonna mosh to this. This is before there was a mosh, like, mosh we had to, the thing now, though. we had to break that concept down to people. They didn't know what we were talking about, bro. Yeah. Like, we, our best shows, we were doing Battle of Bands with rock bands in like Arlington. Wow, it's because you identified more with them than you did yeah, the and rap And they loved groups. us, bro, because we were rapping. You yeah. know what I mean? And we would win every time. So, like, Did you have a live drummer, too? 
Yeah, we did. Hell there yeah. you go. You, Hell yeah. you, you know exactly what we we're doing. Because yeah. that's why, how, and that was the that thing. That was like the connection right there. And at a point, like, they didn't want the live drummer anymore, the other, because it's a group, right? And I'm just like, yo, there's no way I'm performing without a live drummer. Right, because I knew that that's what made it make it's energy sense. live. It's so much right. energy, and now it makes sense because every rapper performs with a band and stuff, right? So, because we, you know, when you're a pioneer, you're, you're almost a villain, right? So we were getting hated on, heavy, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it was just like, yo, I kind of don't want to. And this was based out of DC. It was based out of DC. So you're getting hate from like DC people. You already know, bro. Exactly. And a lot of these people, like, yo, I was just somewhere just now. When I, cause I accidentally, I accidentally went to the wrong place. I ended up at Adams Morgan. Yeah. Cause I wasn't paying attention on GPS. But um, and I asked where can I get a chai tea, right? And I come out of the bathroom and this dude's like Chris, and he gives me a handshake. I'm thinking like I don't remember him, and he's like I follow you, blah blah blah, right? And he's like, when it comes to it's like, I feel like some of these people, not him. I'm not. If you're if you're listening, bro, it's not about you. I just I this happens a lot in DC, and I'm like. And like even Reef says, like everybody knows you. I'm like, yo, a lot of those people probably thought I was weird back then or didn't really rock with me. They knew me because I was at eyebrow piercings, I skated. Yeah. And like, I was on the up against the wall block because they would throw cool clothes on me because they had skate brands in there and nobody to wear it, right? And they would ask me about the skate shit. So I was just that. I was an anomaly. So was my skate partner. I mean, my skate and rap partner, uh, Space. We were anomalies and we were known for anomalies then. Girls accepted us, right? Well, you're anomalies because of the stereotypical person that looked like you wasn't doing that. Right. And and but girls loved it, which made you even worse to the guys. Right? Oh they, yeah. They, they he like, looks different. They're like, he's gotta be gay. Look at his jeans. And oh, then like, bro, you know sometimes I was called gay in high school, dude. <laughs> oh, you already know. I was bro. like, I was like, yeah, but me and your girl making out with me and these girl Yo, pants, like what you want. Now you now you got that was like our uh, mission statement in our music. <laughs> Seriously, like these girls, you can make fun of us, but girl. like your girls, like as soon as you go to the bathroom, she's like asking us all the questions. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, why'd you get your name? Exactly. Your piercings. Exactly. That one too. I'll there we out. go. So I'm like, yo, a lot of these people, I yeah, they have been watching for a long time, but I wonder how much their perspective has changed. You'd be surprised how people watch on the outskirts. Yeah. You know, as soon as you start like posting something that's popping, like if you're like, yo, working with coach, you like 50 people out of nowhere be like. Congrats, bro. Like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what? And, like, it's funny because uh, I posted a thing recently of, like, painting on Yeezys. In, uh, oh, I saw that. Yeah, that's in cool. Adidas, right? And it was, the cool part is it was in Chicago. You can't get any better. It's oh, from there, right? yeah. So, um, and I was working with the team that that does the marketing for Yeezy, right? I, none of this was, I didn't know that was the situation, right? I just, I had already worked. I did worked, not know you're paying for Yeezy. I had already worked with Adidas, right, in oh. New York. And my friend's an agent. And she just books these events. That's her embroidery machine, right? Oh. And she has a relationship with all these brands, bro, right? Maria, shout out to Maria. I love you. You're the best, right? Yeah, shout out Maria. Uh, what's up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> she, she's the best, man. Um, so, like, uh, but, yeah, it's just, she's, she just has these relationships. And she's like, yo, mm-hmm. Chris is amazing. Look at this. And then yeah. they, they book me. And I end up, it's, like, easy. And, you know, I didn't, I had already worked with Adidas, because, like, in New York. And she's like, Go to Chicago, do this. I'm like, all right. Oh, and then, yeah. so, but you know, the only reason I, you say that about posting that, that type of stuff, right? That thing's old. I think I did that summertime, right? Like, but um, Jeff from VaynerMedia, he's like, yeah, he's like, why are you not, like, why is there not that stuff on your page? Right? But it's from what you say, because I still have, I'm still like a real person, bro. You know what I mean? And like, some of the stuff I'm like, 
do I really want to post that I'm painting Yeezys oh, right now? you're kind of like self-conscious about it. Like, just because I don't want the, the humble brag, you know, it's yeah. like the. Yeah, you know, or just like, you know, like I post once a day for the most part. And sometimes I want to post something else more. And that's not my priority post. Right. And um, but I posted that. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> let's do better business from here on. Yeah, I'll be posting a lot more of that shit. I have well, more that you haven't seen. Well, it's like it's like a weird line. It's like. I, th- I think a lot of people, a lot of artists are a lot more sensitive to it where you don't want to seem like that guy right. or whatever that guy is, like the Persian gloating, glorifying, pain Yeezys, ha ha, look at yeah. head, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you want to like, yeah, I'm still a regular dude, but it's at the same time, it's weird because you almost have to do these things. You do. Like you have you to because it's, to other people, it doesn't look like how you think it looks. Mm-hmm. It just looks like you're being successful. Okay, good point. You know what I'm That's saying? That's a good like, point. That's a good thing to hear. You know? Yeah. Hope, hopefully you have someone to tell you that, too. Because I know as an artist, it's easier to said than done. Always. Right? Always. Because, like, I'm taking that. when you. I'm not going to forget that. Because, like, yeah, you do think, like, oh, this is, like, lame. I just posted something like this with, like, another brand, like, not too long ago. So, like, let me at least wait a week. I don't want to, like, seem facetious or whatever. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, I don't even know if that's yeah. the right word. Right well, yeah, now, I'm doing yeah. this. I'm doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, better than you. Like, like, you like, feel like that on the inside. But really, I think when people see it, at least if this is the way I look at it, I'm like, they're just being successful. Right. And I think, you know what? I think when you say that, I think that's, that is what people think. Because mm-hmm. when I see, and then you got to start to think that people don't look at you. Like, you, you're in your own shoes, so you're seeing all your flaws. Like you said, Instagram. Which can be a problem. Like, it was a problem for me that one time when you don't show your flaws, right? But, like, um, people aren't... So they're not really judging you as a person. They're judging you as a brand. And I'm not, like, you know, if, if Supreme works with the NBA or Nike, I'm not, like, yo, they think, they think they're the shit. And I'm, like, no, they're doing their job really well, bro. You know what I mean? And, um... Yeah, it's not selling out or anything. That's, you, just, that's just... How how much bigger can you go? Exactly. So you're right. I think... And I think people are looking at us more like a brand because that's... That's the chance that we... That's one good thing about Instagram, especially. As social media in general, I think Instagram, because you, you're allowed to say nothing and just post a picture. Twitter's not that way, bro. You have to have something to talk about. You have something to say. Yeah, I don't... That's why I haven't... You, you look on my Twitter, Twitter like that? Bro, my Twitter hasn't... I probably haven't posted on Twitter. Like, or it's, it maybe re, it reposts my Instagram. I lost the password. I have no clue, right? But, like, I haven't posted on that thing in probably two, three years. Man, you know Gary Vee seems to have to get on you about that, right? Oh yeah, I I should delete it because it probably sucks, bro. That, oh, that thing, man. yeah. But um, I remember at, at a point like, well, I, I tried to do like see what comes up on Google. The mm-hmm. Twitter kept popping. I'm like, yo, why? <laughs> like, I don't say. What the hell am I doing on here? I don't say shit on there. But um, yeah, like Instagram allows you to not say anything, which allows you to be practically be just a brand. Yeah, you could just post some post a couple emojis for the caption, and it's just like boom, you know. Yeah. But yeah. in a weird way, it's like. All the success posts, it in a in a way, just it, just your life. It like, is. It just that's what your life looks like. It's different if you're getting these random drops of success and you're just flossing them really hard, like a lot of people who are like trying to seem like they're doing it are. Yeah. But when it's your life, it's just your freaking life. And that is true because you know some of that stuff is is success, but some of it is not what people assume it is. Mm-hmm. Right. It's my life, but also yeah. If I'm painting Yeezys this day and I'm doing Neiman Marcus that day, or I'm doing this that day, and I'm still not rich. What does that tell you? Yeah, this is just my life. I'm just, you know what I mean? It's not like as crazy as you think it is mm-hmm. either. So when I'm paying, posting Yeezy, yo, I'm painting Yeezys. Yeah, I got paid. But it's not probably what you thought I got paid. Yeah, like, the situation is this. Yeah, I got, knew somebody who now I get some Yeezys probably at a better price than you. Like, but it's not, 
you know, and like, wait, I got free Adidas. I'll say that. I hope so. That's just dope. I'd have been trying to take some Yeezys home too, I even got Adidas for my friends, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But so that part is right. But that is what you think. Hey, I mean, I mean, that's just part of the game right there. You know, come on. That part you got right. But uh, like, it's not as like, yeah, I should post because it is my day, my life. And it's not, I still have problems. You know what I mean? So why not be proud of the parts that are successful? Yeah. But wait, this charity is getting to me. I got to take one more leak and I'm done. I promise. Yo, it's cool, man. It's cool. cool. That is the end of part one of this interview. Uh, This will probably automatically start playing into part two, but if it doesn't, just go to part two. It should be right before this. I kind of uploaded them in a weird order. That way part one shows up and then part two is under it. Uh, Sorry, guys, it's not my choice, but I use Anchor to upload and uh, they don't allow file sizes this big on the service. News for me too. Anyways, guys, please keep enjoying. This only gets better.